You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. The title of my message this morning is uh, The Miracle on the Mountain. The Miracle on the Mountain. We are living in times where we will see many miracles, supernatural movements of God in our individual lives, in our meetings, wherever we are. Reaching out and stepping out in faith, God is going to honor His Word into the smallest detail. I want to say to you today that I don't know what you've experienced in your past with the Lord and in your relationship with the Lord and what encounters you had and what thick, uh, what meetings you had with the thick presence of God. It's nothing in comparison with what God still has in store for you. There are great experiences waiting for you. There are great times of refreshing waiting for you. And some people are already experiencing it on another level. And God is saying there are many miracles that is about to take place and be birthed in your life. But you see, no miracle in our lives takes place if we don't spend time in our secret place. Secret place is where miracles get birthed. It's in the secret place where we pick up the heartbeat of God. All of us that are seated here today are experiencing or we are at one of these three places in life. We are either in something, we are either walking out of something, or we are walking into something. We are all in the wilderness, we are getting out of the wilderness, or we are going to enter into the wilderness (laughs) But I want to say this to you, we all, we all know what we want, but God knows what we need. And so God designs and he, he, uh, he, <laughs> he, 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 He's got His process that is uniquely chosen by Him for us. A very great example in the Bible, and there are many, is Moses. If we look at the life of Moses, Moses started river rafting very early in his life. From the day he was born, he was put in a basket, you know, and put on the Nile River. Immediately, God put him in the current for his destiny. Immediately, God placed him in the flow of his spirit. From day one, and God took charge of his life. And God put a divine call in his heart and over his life. There was a word spoken over his life that came from eternity past that would take him into eternity future. Every one of us has received a call of God. Every one of us has got a divine destiny. Every one of us has got a divine purpose and a divine assignment for our lives. And God has placed us in that flow from day one. And today I want to say to you that God is shaking things loose in your life and in my life. So that that call will be reflected in totality and in fullness. Because God is not going to hide anything that He's placed in your life for any longer, for any moment, any longer at all. There's a shaking taking place. And that shaking is peeling off layers and putting things into place in your life. And the picture is becoming beautiful. But it takes place in the secret place. Your secret place is the most powerful place. Your secret place is the place where where God is having His way. And birthings take place there, up in the mountain. 
You see, Moses, when he started off his life, he actually started off his life in a comfortable place, even though he was hidden, even though, you know, it was only for a brief moment, then he was retrieved out of that river. And he was a high-profile person for 40 years in the land of Egypt. But for 40 years, he carried a dream. He carried something in his heart that he didn't always understand. But, you know, there was something. There was a nudge. There was a call that needed to be released. And one day he saw something happening in front of him. And he acted prematurely. He killed a man. I don't believe that that was the will of God, that he would kill a man. But he did. He was flowing in a current, but all of a sudden, this current changed into a waterfall. He went over the edge. He ran into the wilderness for 40 years. He had to hide himself at the back end of the wilderness. For 40 years, he experienced a falling sensation, not really a flowing sensation. But I want to say this to you today. He stayed in the river because a waterfall, the water falls, but it's still flowing. You may be in a place today where you are feeling that you are falling, but I want to say this to you. You may be falling, but you're still flowing. God is still in control of your life and God will catch you wherever you are. God will come for you wherever you are. And so Moses ran out to the back end of the desert and for 40 years, he was away from the place where God actually called him to be between his people so he can lead them out of Egypt to the promised land. He was a promise carrier. We are all promise carriers. We have got an assignment. We've got a promise that needs to be released through our lives into other people's lives. We are conduits of God's power and His presence. But He hid Himself at the back end of the desert. We lost His identity. We lost His adequacies. We lost His confidence. We lost most of his abilities. The things that he was taught in Egypt. One day while he was tending the sheep on the mountain of God, the mountain of Sinai, he saw a burning bush afar off. Burning bush wasn't an extraordinary event because... Spontaneous combustion of bushes happened in the desert, but this one was different because as he kept his eyes on it, this thing wasn't consumed by the fire. So he was looking at this and thinking, okay, there's another burning bush. He looked at it again. Why is this thing? It's probably a big, thick bush. And then he looked at it again and said, it doesn't matter how thick this bush is. <laughs> this thing is not being consumed by the fire. I need to go and look at this. I want to say to you today that God's been drawing His people. He's been talking to you. He's been nudging you. And some of you are turning your heads and you are seeing something. And God is saying, come closer. I've got an appointment with you. 
I've put you in that river. I need to get you flowing into the strong currents again. And so Moses gets closer to God. And he looks at this bush. And all of a sudden, a voice comes out of this bush that says to him, Moses, take off your shoes. Because the ground you are standing on is holy ground. One of the definitions of holiness is uncommon. The moment you stand before the Lord again, you lift up your face and look at Him. He says to you, you are now getting back into your territory where you should be. And now you are on uncommon ground because you are an uncommon person and you carry an uncommon call, which is extraordinary. A call that I've placed in your heart from the day you were, you were sent with this. And now God speaks and Moses is here in the, before the Lord and God gives him instructions. And every time God says something to him, it doesn't seem that way. No, God sends someone else. I'm not qualified. I cannot speak. I stutter. But something happens in that conversation. He must have felt the waves of love. He must have felt how special he is to his creator. I want to say to you, you are the beloved child of God. You are special. You are precious. And God loves you in an inexplicable way. We cannot describe his love. And those waves were hitting Moses, one after the other. At a place where Moses didn't say yes because of the assignment. I want to say to you today, don't say yes because of the purpose or the assignment. Say yes because of you realizing how much he loves you. <laughs> Your relationship, my relationship with the Lord... That's our ministry. And so he came to a place where he said, okay, God, I'll go. And he went off and he started his journey. Halfway through his journey, God confronts him. He didn't circumcise one of his sons. He neglected to meet God at God's specified standards. You see, God does have specified standards. We need to meet God at those specified standards. Things need to die in our lives. Now I'm wondering why didn't God confront him on Mount Sinai? I mean, he was there in a holy moment. God could have settled everything with him. Just remember to circumcise your son. Otherwise, I may kill you along the way. He didn't do that. He gave Moses a chance to do it. Sephora didn't want to circumcise that son. She didn't want that ritual to take place. She didn't want to have that principle set. And that's why she acted and cut off the flesh and threw it in front of Moses and said, you're a blood bridegroom of blood to me. But I want to say this to you today. God is cutting away things in our lives. Why? 
Because you see, if there is any private sin in our lives today, it will silence God's public voice that He has for you in your future. You have to deal with it. You have to evict it. If there is any private fears in your life, you have to cut it out. You have to bring it before the Lord. You have to evict it because if you don't deal with it, it will silence God's voice publicly, publicly in your future. If there is comfort in your life which you don't want to release, and God's been dealing with you for such a time, you have to give it up. Moses had to give it up. Why? We need to understand when you walk with God, we walk and we are challenged with overwhelming seasons. We serve the God of the impossible. <laughs> and when God sends us on a journey to go and fulfill an assignment, He needs to know that we are ready for it. We know what we want. God knows what we need. We see many different overwhelming seasons in the Scripture. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, hours before He gets crucified, his disciples pray with him. And when he gets to them, every time they fall asleep and they're standing on the verge of the greatest event of history. But they fall asleep. They can't even stay an hour away to pray with Jesus. They weren't thinking of this overwhelming season. I'm standing right in, I'm standing just before an overwhelm. They didn't think of that. And what happened when Jesus got crucified? They ran away. And some even denied Him. We see the ten virgins. All of them were pure. All of them knew the truth. Because they had light. But they did not have sufficient oil. There was no intimacy. Intimacy. You see, when there's no intimacy, we don't know how to handle delay. When there's no intimacy, we don't know how to stay patient. We want to push everything. We want to force things. And we, come, we become careless. And senseless. It's not a time to become senseless or careless. And you can go and study those ten virgins. The five that didn't have oil in the lamp. They were careless. Because they planned only for the best case scenario. We cannot plan for the best case scenario. We have to plan for the Lord may tarry in certain areas of our lives. But why is He tarrying? Why is He tarrying? 
overwhelming seasons are here. And God has called us for intimacy. Intimacy. Now, if you look at Moses, something very precious here about Moses and his relationship with the Lord. It all started in front of, you know, before the burning bush. Something happened there in the presence of God. And it evolved with his walk with God. And this is where we are at today. I don't know about you, but my secret place is becoming much more intense. My secret place has become much more precious. Not that it wasn't, but man, I just found out there's no bottom to this depth. <laughs> it's limitless. It's overwhelming. It's precious. It's everything I need is in there. <laughs> Every, all the guidance, all the illumination, all the clarity I need, it's right in there. It's in my secret place. Now, if you look at Moses, in Numbers 12, verse 8, the Word of God says in the New American Standard Bible, it says, with Moses. Now, it's Miriam and Aaron coming against Moses. And they speak behind his back, speak behind his wife's back. And God doesn't like this. Moses is his friend. Don't touch a friend of God. Don't touch a person that's in love with the Lord and carries his anointing. You haven't made that person your enemy. <laughs> you make God your enemy. And I want to say this to you. When you are a child of God, you walk in God's anointing, you, you just got your eyes on God, don't fight your enemies, man. Leave them. Bless them. Release them. Let them go. Let God handle the situation. But I want to share something with you in this Numbers 12 verse 8. Listen to God. He says, with Moses I speak mouth to mouth, even openly. He says, and not in dark sayings. And he beholds the form of God. Why then? Were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Now, Moses beholds the form of God. Now, there is so, so much richness in the statement. There are so many layers we can peel off from the statement and extract the guidance we need to cultivate the same intimate relationship with our Creator, resulting in so many tangible benefits we cannot even explain. Behold, in the Hebrew is nabat. And it means to consider someone. To give our attention and respect. Whew. Respect to someone. How many of us is considering God in what we do? How many of us is giving our attention to God as we should? In all areas of our lives. How many of us respect the Lord? 
I want to say to you today that God is cultivating an awareness of Himself in us. And God is allowing us to fall out of our ego back into the Spirit again. Some of us have fallen out of the Spirit into our ego <laughs> and into our personalities. God is saying, no, no, I'm shaking you out of your personality, out of your ego, with, back into the Spirit. You see, we are in a humbling season. God is diminishing our pride and is exalting Himself. Beholding God. Now, you know, some of us behold our cell phones, our smartphones more than God. We're beholding the news more than God. We're beholding politicians more than God. We're beholding other people more than God. God doesn't say behold others. God says, what I like about Moses he beholds me. He considers me. He gives his attention to me. And because he does that, hands off. You don't touch him. You don't touch him. God is taking us into a beholding season. And then the form of God says, the form in Hebrew is temuna temuna, which means the visible shape or configuration of something. How this being relates, a particular way in which a time exists or appears, a thing exists or appears, a manifestation of favor. Again, I want to say this to you Moses did not fall in love with his assignment. He did not fall in love with his call. Moses fell in love with God. God is allowing things to fall back into place as they should be in our lives. God says in Acts chapter 2 verse 17, He says, In the last days God says, I will pour out my Spirit upon all people. When God says He'll pour out His Spirit upon all people, He says, I'll pour out my heart upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. We are in a pouring out of hearts season with the Lord. Moses, when he walked with the Lord on the face of this earth, it was all about God, I'm pouring my heart into you. And God was pouring his heart into him. And so we are in God's heart beating season in the earth today. It's not going to be man's agendas. It's not going to be other motives. God is cleaning it all out. God is cleaning out the inside of the cup today. But you know what? It's all about intimacy. December last year when I came back from the States, back to France, was away for seven weeks. Missed my wife terribly. Got home. And uh, my first week back home and God spoke to me. He said to me, he wants me to spoil her. 
He wants me to treat her as God treats me. And I thought, wow, but I'm doing that quite a bit, you know. <laughs> so then he said to me, I want you to do things that she will love. And so he showed me what she would love. And he said to me, prepare her a bath for her every night. She didn't know about anything when I started this. So I went up, I opened the bathtub, folded the bath, put on the candles, took a sparkling drink, put your strawberry in the sparkling drink. <laughs> Go to the bedroom, open the, the bed for her, put a chocolate next to the bed. <laughs> Went. <laughs> I'm telling you, the temperature raised <laughs> in my house. <laughs> my word. I want to say, then, you know what? So then I would go back to, down to the lounge the first, first night now. Say, Sissa, your bath is right. She was going. Sure. Say, your bath's right. If everything's prepared. You can go to the bath. You can have a bath. She goes into the bathroom. The lights are, you know, they can dim. It's all. Shoo! She thought, wow, my, my, my husband's just blessing me and treating me this, this evening. She, was, she didn't know I was going to do it for the next few weeks. Until she said, please, ladies, time out. <laughs> you can't do it. In the mornings, I would wake up, go and make her coffee, bring her to the bed. I want to say this to you. God led me to do that. But the moment I started doing that, I didn't need to pray more to, to experience His presence more. <laughs> I just, my spiritual temperature, the next conference we had was, yeah, God, why do He said to me, remember what I told you about your wife. And the response I got from her. Oh, 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 oh. What am I saying here? I started beholding her. She started to behold me. Oh, my word. And the pouring out of hearts was. You touched me in that time, you would burn. I want to say to you today that God is calling His people into a time of intimacy like never before. The earth is experiencing an intensity of God that hasn't been experienced before. In God, everything is new. There's no old stuff in God. And so God is taking you to a place which you've not experienced in your life before. And God is talking to you about Things that you thought's not important. God is bringing it to the forefront and God wants you to give it your attention to it. Because God is taking you to a destiny. God is taking you to a place where nothing else must matter. Nothing else must, can matter more than your relationship with Him. You love Him and that's why you serve Him. Okay, Not because of the blessing. Because many people surrender only enough. To be blessed by God, but not to be challenged by God. And so we need to serve God in such a way that we accept the challenge. And even if it costs us everything, 
as long as I'm with him. That's why Moses said, God, I will not move from this place if your presence does not go with me. Because David said, one day in your presence is more, it's better than any, a thousand days anywhere else, even in France. God is taking his people there. I want to say to you today that you will experience encounters in this time that you've not experienced before. You are blessed. You are highly favored of God. And God is calling you to arise to a new place in Him. Amen. You blessed? Bless you. Thank you so much.